0: Policy Genius is the country's leading online insurance marketplace. It saves you time and money so you can provide your family with a financial safety net starting today. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius helps you compare your options from top companies, and their team of licensed experts is on hand to help you talk through it. Talk to a team of award-winning agents who will walk you through the process step by step. Easily compare quotes from America's top insurers in just a few clicks to find your lowest price. Your work-life insurance policy may not offer enough protection for your family's needs. Even worse, it may not come with you if you leave your job. Policy Genius gives you unbiased advice from a licensed expert support team. They have no incentive to recommend one insurer over another, so you can trust their guidance. Thousands of five-star reviews on Google and Trustpilot from customers who found the best fit for their needs. Check life insurance off your to-do list in no time with Policy Genius. Head to PolicyGenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's PolicyGenius.com. Today is May 25th, 2022, and our first story, record voter turnout in the primaries in Georgia suggests it's not just going to be a red wave, not a red tsunami, but perhaps a red great flood. Democrats, get your arcs ready. You're going to get washed out. Voter turnout for Republicans nearly doubled from 600,000 to 1.1 million, and we're looking at a potential 14-point swing from Democratic voters to Republican. This is going to get crazy. In our next story, Joe Biden calls for more gun control and is mocked over his ridiculous deer in Kevlar analogy, which makes no sense. Apparently, Joe Biden's out there hunting deer with handguns. In our next segment, Texas rejects gun control. The arguments make no sense. Let's talk about gun control. I'm open to real conversations, but I don't think the left has presented any real real policy solutions, not to mention actual leftists. They're pro-gun. If you like the show, give us a good review, leave us five stars, but share the show with your friends. It's the most important thing you can do. Now, let's get into that first story. The numbers are in and it is looking apocalyptic for Democrats. We already know that in the first 10 states to hold primaries, Republicans are showing a massive advantage with 60.9 percent of voters and we're seeing historic turnout levels. This is to say that come November, it will not just be a red wave It will not just be a red tsunami. No, my friends, it will be biblical. We are looking at a red great flood. Democrats, you best be building your ark now because it appears you will be washed away entirely. But I must state there's a lot that can happen between now and November. So Republicans, don't count your chickens before they hatch. But the data is in from Georgia. And whether or not this means Republicans will win, we don't know for sure. But it's looking very good. In 2018, we saw 608,380 GOP primary voters. In 2022, we are seeing 1,109,506. How is that possible? Nearly doubling their turnout. Marjorie Taylor Greene, of course, won easily her primary. Stacey Abrams also won her primary. But many are wondering how it is that Republicans were able to nearly double their primary turnout. I mean, this suggests when the general comes around in November, it is going to be historic levels. Now, one person points out in response to this tweet from Ryan James Gerdusky on voter turnout. Democrats voted Republican. And my friends, that is true. When I saw this, I said this has to be Democrats jumping ship and voting Republicans. The only way you get numbers this high. And as it turns out, like I said, it is true, at least according to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, AJC.com. But then you look at the real numbers, and it's only 16,000 voters. Only 16,000 out of 237,000. Now that we're seeing that it may be about five times that number in total voter turnout for 2022, we can surmise that perhaps the total number of voters who are Democrat and now voting— for Republicans, may be around 100,000. That's just me extrapolating. I don't know if that data translates very well. For all we know, it's only 16,000. But that was 16,000 of 237. With a total number at 1.1 million, we are looking at around 100,000 Democrats. This means if this trend is replicated across the country, Democrats not only will be defeated with record voter turnout, they will be defeated because no one's going to be voting for them from their own party. That is to say, if more people just go vote Republican, Republicans win. But if you have the combined effect of more Republicans and less Democrats, like I said, Democrats, perhaps it is time you prepared your arc. Whatever that means, I'm speaking figuratively, but get ready. It looks like you're going to get washed out completely. Now, as I said, I have had my string of poor predictions when it comes to uh, politics, so A lot can change between now and then. Who knows? But primary turnout is an indicator of what you can expect in the general. And right now, all signs point to Democrats losing. Stacey Abrams, she won a primary. She says she's gonna be the next governor. Sorry, if 10% of her voter base jumps ship, maybe 7%, and they vote Republican, there's absolutely no way Abrams will be able to win. So what do we see instead? Well, as sort of an inversion to yesterday's segment, we're seeing lawfare. We're seeing Democrats try to disqualify Republicans like Marjorie Taylor Greene. It's the only thing they can do because she's winning. She's winning. She's in an R28 district. There's no way she can lose unless they disqualify her. and a court, a court ruled that just the other day. Now, yesterday I focused more on that. Today I want to focus on what we're currently seeing. And it looks like with everything happening, everything happening in Texas, the anger and hyperpolarization, there may not be a civil war. I know, I know. Just yesterday I said we're getting ever closer to civil war. But maybe what we're seeing is actually an illusion, an illusion caused by Twitter and big tech propping up the voices of people who are not popular and do not have popular ideas. The idea of civil war only exists in the minds of those who think that institutional power of the left will is actually going to be mainstream enough. And maybe that's where I'm wrong, ful, ful, fully admitting it. Maybe the jenk Ugers, the Ethan Clines, these progressive, these liberal types, maybe they are a much smaller fringe minority than we realize. Maybe. Maybe the reality is you only need around 20% of the population for there to be a civil war. So the left, they can be, I think it's actually 13%, to be honest, they may be a small faction in terms of their fringe ideology, as, 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 as we've shown with people jumping ship. But maybe that still is enough. Let's read about what's happening with the GOP voter turnout. Before we get started, head over to TimCast.com and become a member to help support our work. As a member, you'll keep our journalists employed, our new, op- our new opinion writers. You will get access to exclusive segments from the TimCast IRL podcast Monday through Thursday at 11 p.m you'll be supporting a company that uses Rumble infrastructure. Rumble is a new infrastructure company. They do the Rumble video player that is outside Silicon Valley. If you want to see this space grow, real competition to those who seek to censor our ideas, support companies that use alternative infrastructure like Timcast. And also don't forget to share this video. I'm going to stress this today. If every single person who watched this video or listened to this podcast shared it on social media or with a friend, we would be bigger than the corporate press overnight. Now, not everybody does. Some people don't want to, and I can respect it. You're under an obligation. But if you can't be a member, support us by just sharing this on every platform you have and telling your friends, just check it out. I know a lot of people don't want to. That is a big challenge. But let's talk about the realities of what's happening in the political space. And I think this information is greatly beneficial to Democrats as well. If they're wondering what's about to happen, let me show you the data. So don't forget, smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show if you really want to help. I want to show you the first tweet which I had pulled up. Ryan James Gerdusky shows in 06, 419,000. In 2010, 680. In 2014, 596. In 2018, 608. 2022, 1.1 million. This is amazing. And you need to understand some important context. In 2018, Democrats took control of the House at a time when Donald Trump was president. How did this happen? It's actually simple. People don't like Republicans. That's just reality, Republicans. Y'all should pay attention to this. They liked Donald Trump. So in 2016, Trump got enough votes to win. But even then, it was only, I think, 77,000 votes across three states that put him above Hillary Clinton. So when 2018 came around, you got a lot of Republicans who don't like Trump who don't care to vote. And you got a lot of regular voters who don't like Republicans at all. But the Democrats were incensed. So they came out and voted and won. Trump's supporters did not. That was the remarkable thing. This is this was the upshot at the New York Times reporting this. Trump's supporters turned out in low numbers. And Trump had been saying, you need to vote, otherwise they're going to impeach me. Well, now Trump's out. And this, I think, is, is massive. And I think it says something about Trump. I think if Ron DeSantis were to win, I'm sorry, Ron DeSantis were to run in 2024, he would obliterate the competition. I think if Donald Trump were to run, he may actually lose votes because Donald Trump is a bombastic and divisive character. But let's be real, the media lied about him. So maybe it wouldn't matter who runs. I think, however, if Donald Trump were to run, he's going to win. Take a look at this from AJC, The Jolt. Data shows thousands of Democrats voting in GOP primary. AJC election guru Mark Niesi N- N- Nace, however you pronounce it, crunched the numbers and determined about 7% of Georgia voters who have cast a GOP ballot so far previously polled a Democratic ballot two years ago. That's about 16,000 voters of the roughly 237,000 who voted in the Republican primary. If the total numbers now are 1.1 million for the GOP, five times the numbers they had just about two weeks ago, Policy Genius is the country's leading online insurance marketplace. It saves you time and money so you can provide your family with a financial safety net starting today. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius helps you compare your options from top companies, and their team of licensed experts is on hand to help you talk through it. Talk to a team of award-winning agents who will walk you through the process step by step. Easily compare quotes from America's top insurers in just a few clicks to find your lowest price. Your work-life insurance policy may not offer enough protection for your family's needs. Even worse, it may not come with you if you leave your job. Policy Genius gives you unbiased advice from a licensed expert support team. They have no incentive to recommend one insurer over another, so you can trust their guidance. Thousands of five star reviews on Google and Trustpilot from customers who found the best fit for their needs. Check life insurance off your to do list in no time with Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. A week and a half ago. If the number is still 7%, between 7 and 10, we're looking at just shy of 100,000 Democrats jumping ship. 7% may as well be 100% when we're talking about divisive politics at this level. I mean, you you, you look at the numbers and one to two points. I mean, you, right now, with uh, who do we have up in um, Dr. Oz and who is it, McCormick? It's like a, it's, it's less than a fraction of it's less than a point. I think it's like point nine or, or it might be a little bit more than that, maybe like one. But it's when, when we're looking at elections, it's like fractions of a percentage point to determine who's going to win. If seven percent of Democrats have jumped ship, that means you're going to see a 14 point swing. Seven percent of Democrats not voting for Democrats and voting for Republicans, a 14 point swing down seven plus seven. That's going to be nuts. And of course, Marjorie Taylor Greene easily wins. This is what is shocking and angering Democrats. Marjorie Taylor Greene is not going to lose. She is not going to lose her seat in the general. This may as well be a victory, just like AOC. Because the district that she is in, Georgia's 14th, it is Republican plus 28. 60% urban, but still Republican plus 28. That is Really fascinating, but it's 56.58% blue collar. That says a lot. That says a whole lot. Now, I think we're going to see Marjorie Taylor Greene sweep, and I think this just goes to show that the people, they do like her. Democrats filed to disqualify her, and that shows you what they're expecting. They know they can't win. This is their strategy. From TimCast.com. Walker, Kemp, and Green all claim victories in Georgia primaries. The state also reported the highest early voter turnout in its history. The Secretary of State's office reported that by May 20th, more than 800,000 ballots had been cast, three times the number of early votes cast in 2018. It is also significantly higher than voter turnout recorded during the 2020 election. Despite speculation, the passage of the Election Integrity Act would inhibit voter participation. Now, this is from 2020. I'm, I'm sorry, this is from May 20th data. And it appears, according to Ryan James Gerduski, that the current data from Georgia, 1.1 million GOP voters. It makes sense. If by the 20th, we're looking at triple the amount of voters in total, and now we're looking at Republicans only getting around double, I think it makes sense. We're seeing a big advantage there across the board. Over at ajc.com, turnout booms in Georgia primary led by resurgent Republicans. Once again, the data is showing. of votes so far were Republican. Now imagine if 7% used to be Democrats, we would be seeing 43% Democrat to 57%. What's that number? That number is a 14 point swing as predicted from the article three days earlier. Now, doesn't that say something? In 2018, I said I thought we would see Republicans win. I was wrong. Based on everything I had seen in the culture war, I said, how can a regular person vote Democrat? And I understand what I got wrong. Regular people in 2018 saw the appeal, the allure of 31 moderate Democrats. They said, we are not Donald Trump. We will bring you kitchen table issues. That's what they said, at least. And then as soon as they got, they got elected, what did they do? They went to vote for, to impeach Trump. They pandered to all the culture war nonsense, and they betrayed the moderate voter. Jeff Van Drew in South Jersey said, I'm not doing it. Switched teams. Now he's Republican. In 2020, the projections showed Democrats would win. Boy, were they wrong. Republicans didn't take the House. But many areas that were considered to be leaning Democrats switched. They ended up Republican. Some areas, I think there were two districts that were safe Democrat actually went Republican. Now, here's what I think happened. A lot of people want to talk about fraud and all that stuff, and I certainly think there are questions that should be answered, especially based on things like 2,000 mules. Absolutely. Should be an investigation. I don't know what else to say beyond that, other than let's get an investigation, a real one, which we haven't had. We we may. Some speculate that we are. But uh, I'll tell you what I saw. I saw voter enthusiasm against Trump higher than for Trump. And so you end up with people going out and voting, And I think that does explain why down ballot votes didn't go as well for Democrats, but it does explain why Republicans did not take the House or the Senate. Now, in Georgia, they ended up winning. And I think I'm going to I think it was Donald Trump's fault. The people who keep screaming fraud are engaging in voter suppression. Brad Raffensperger and Brian Brian Kemp, I believe, uh, both won. How is that possible? These are these are the guys who are supposedly against Trump. Trump uh, endorsed Purdue, I think, against Kemp, right? It's because regular people, the ones who are voting, are not listening to that fraud narrative. But more importantly, those that do, don't vote. So please, regardless of what you think about any of these, these stories, theories, or anomalies, or outright criminal behavior, whatever you want to think, just please go and vote. And this is why. Check it out from Axios. Republicans parade Georgia's record early turnout. President Biden and other Democrats had attacked the state's new ballot restrictions as Jim Crow 2.0. What did Biden say? I don't know if it was about this. He's like, this makes Jim Crow look like Jim Eagle. That may not have been for Georgia or whatever, but seriously. Early voting came in at nearly triple Georgia's 2018 level. Republicans argue the results refute Democrats' claim that the 2021 election law signed by Kemp amounted to voter suppression. Of course. Of course. Of course, they're lying. Here we are at the 2022 generic congressional vote. Now, the spread is shrinking in the real clear politics average. We can see Republicans with a 2.2 point lead. This is apocalyptically bad. And I'll explain for those who have not seen my other segments on this. When Republicans are down five points, they still win. When Democrats have a five point lead, they still lose. That means anything... From Democrats below five points spells a Republican victory, at least historically. Who knows? Things could change right now. Republicans, while they have enjoyed such highs as a four point lead back in February, they're currently sitting at two point two. Over at five thirty eight, the lead is currently two point three for Republicans. This means I think we're looking at uh, what are they expecting, 40 to 60 seats to swing for Republicans? They'll have the House. Then what? Well, you know, look, it's good news that Democrats are getting rebuked, but they're going to put Kevin McCarthy in charge and he's going to be like, no, hold on, you know, we shouldn't do anything. Mitch McConnell will end up being the the Senate majority leader and he's going to be like, I don't think we should do anything to Joe Biden. We hear it all the time from these Republicans. They're like, hold on there, slow down, Democrats. And then they do nothing. I love how Democrats genuinely believe that Republicans are steamrolling them. Have you ever seen these people on Twitter? They're like, if we don't get tough, Republicans are going to win. Republicans are so ruthless. Yo, these people are nuts. Sorry. The people who think that Republicans are doing something, you're wrong. You're absolutely wrong. Yeah, I know. I, 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 try, I should try to watch my language because outright it's just obvious I'm not talking to them because I think they're crazy. But if you are one of these individuals who's listening, let me just explain something to you. When Republicans agree with red flag laws... And Democrats want more gun control. That means the conservatives and Republicans and libertarians are losing. Republicans are not steamrolling you by blocking you. When Democrats say we want gun control and Republicans respond with we don't want gun control. That is not balance. That is Republicans doing nothing. If Republicans were to come out and say we want to repeal the NFA. Well, there you go. That's the opposite of gun control. But they're not giving their voters what they actually want. Now, I find absolutely laughable. MSNBC's Nicole Wallace, Axios reporter, pushed GOP voter suppression narrative despite record Georgia turnout. Explain it to me. MSNBC hosts have pushed Republican voter suppression narrative. The funny thing is, not only is there record turnout across the board, Democrats are voting Republican. So, what's your argument? Oh no, their votes are being suppressed. How? They used to be Democrat, now they're voting Republican. They're voting. They're here, and in large numbers. Let's talk about where we're going as a country. We have this, uh, this story from uh, 11alive.com. Beto O'Rourke confronts Governor Abbott at Texas press conference. This is, the, this is the state of this country. Beto is a bad guy. He's not a good person. They were doing a press conference to update people on what was going on, and he stands up and screams, it's your fault, and this other nonsense. I highlight this because I genuinely believe we are uh, headed down the wrong track, and it's mostly because people like Beto O'Rourke engage in performative nonsense. That's really it. 83% of Americans believe the U.S. has gone off the rails as midterm elections loom, polls from the New York Post. When you have people going on Twitter who know nothing but believe they know everything, we're doomed. But that's always been the case, hasn't it? Seeing these people on the left be like, it's time for common sense gun reform, and I'm like, here, here, what does that mean? You know, I'm a staunch 2 a defender, but I'll, I'm willing to hear anything you think is common sense. They don't have any answers. They just do performative outrage. They claim that when a conservative is outraged over, say, the book Gender Queer, which shows graphic adult activities and language, they say that's performative outrage. These people live in a bubble, and that's why you're seeing post-liberals, like literally the existence of post-liberals or disaffected liberals, whatever you want to call it. You're seeing the rise of this because people who voted Democrat in the past who are paying attention are now voting Republican. So please, Democrats, wake up. Y'all are doomed. Elon Musk came out. He said he's going to vote Republican. Now we're seeing in Georgia 7%. That's a 14 point swing. Let me drive that home. People like me, I've been ringing the alarm bells for some time, and they're like, nah, Tim's just a conservative. I don't care what you call me. You can laugh your way into defeat all day and night. And then they're wondering why Republicans are going to win. They're steamrolling us. Sure. The New York Post says, the Gallup poll found only 16% of adults surveyed said they are satisfied with the way things are going in the country at this time. 83% are dissatisfied with the remaining 1% having no opinion. The foul mood of Americans is an ominous sign for President Biden and Democrats as the congressional midterm elections approach. The low confidence rate in the state of the nation represents a considerable six-point decline from last month. Democrat satisfaction plummeted 14 points since April to just 24%, accounting for most of the overall drop. Now, only about one-quarter of Democrats are content with U.S. affairs the lowest point of Biden's presidency. Meanwhile, only 18% of independents and 4% of Republicans are happy with the status quo. The survey of 1,007 adults was conducted from May 2nd to the 22nd as inflation remained at its highest point in 40 years. So they can come out, talk about gun control or whatever. Regular people just want to buy a gallon of milk. They just want to be able to drive to work. Democrats, you're not going to argue some other issue on this one. But I'll show you where we're at. Nick Hanauer. Oh, Nick, your verified Twitter user, entrepreneur, venture capitalist, civic activist, host of Pitchfork Economics, not a billionaire. Mm, Okay, He says, let me pray to dear God, please reach down in all your mightiness and give all of these Republican politicians terminal cancer. Let them die excruciatingly painful deaths and then chuck them into hell for all eternity. Amen. These people think they're the good guys. They think they're the good guys. I said, guys, I think if we don't change course, we're on track for a civil war. It could be. Ideas like this have always existed. They probably have. You just never hear them. But because of Twitter, everyone's become a public figure. And now we can really hear how much people despise each other and how much they're praying for death. You know, the old saying was that Republicans think, uh, Democrats think Republicans are evil. Republicans think Democrats are misguided. That's still mostly true. But now, I think we can see that they may be evil, actually, you know. Republicans aren't evil. Republicans, at least for now, consist of a wide variety of individuals, namely former Democrats in large numbers. They keep jumping ship, and they they jump ship nearly two to one or more. We know that around 9 million Democrats switched from Obama to Donald Trump from 2016, from 2012 to 2016. Democrats don't pay attention. That's the reality. That's it. Say whatever you want. They don't read the news. They might get their news from friends, but they have no idea what they're talking about. I will, I will gladly, genuinely entertain a debate with anyone on the left. I am slightly leaning in terms of economic policy, left. Slightly, a centrist libertarian, right? Lib centers, like the actual politicos call me. The left just says anyone to the right of them is a conservative, which is ridiculous. But I remember we had a progressive on just a couple weeks ago at Timcast IRL, and I kept saying this. What do you mean? What does that idea mean? What are you saying? It's mind numbing. Conservatives just don't think trans people exist. What does that mean? They don't think they exist. What does that mean? Conservatives know trans people are real. Ben Shapiro's talked to Blair White. What does it mean? Are you arguing? They're saying that they're humans, but that they're not really trans or something. There were no there were no ideas behind the phrase. They say women have a right to choose. What does that mean? When they couldn't answer me? I've invited many of these people to come on and have these debates, but they don't have the ideas. They don't know. They just say late term abortion doesn't happen. Then I said, I don't care. Why legalize it? That's my question. No answers. Well, uh, uh, because sometimes you need to look. Sorry, dude. Have you seen the price of gold lately? It's hitting all time highs. And when it comes to investing in gold, check out Noble Gold Investments. They have a track record of excellence that's second to none. Just look at their thousands of five star reviews on Trustpilot, Google and the Better Business Bureau. They've got no answers. And I think it's because they haven't read this stuff. And because I have, all of a sudden I'm, I'm conservative. If, if that's the name of the game, then I think the left is going to be destroyed. Completely. Salon says, after Buffalo, Trump threatened civil war. Mainstream media refuses to connect the dots. Did Trump threaten a civil war? No. No such thing has ever happened. What did Donald Trump do? The other day he retruthed. Retweeted, as it were, on his own platform. Someone saying the words civil war. That was it. That, that's it. So if I were to report the news, I would tell you. Donald Trump reposts user who says civil war. That's it. What did Trump mean by it? I have no idea. Was Trump calling for a civil war? No. He didn't say those words. Did he predict one? No, he didn't say those words. Did he want you to see someone thought civil war for some reason? Well, I supposed a fair assessment, but still an opinion. By reposting it, he surely wants you to see it, but what does that mean? Is he for or against it? Maybe he thought the guy was wrong, and I have no idea. This is why I think it actually may be true that we're headed towards civil war. Calls for death, prayers for death, a major voter swing. The media saying that Donald Trump is doing something he didn't do for the upteenth time. Over and over again, they just keep saying it, millionth time. Then they come out and they pray for death. There are many people who have said similar things about watering the tree of liberty. How do you pull out of this? The worldview between those who are discerning and those who are uninitiated has become so pronounced. The one thing I can give credit to the uh, Wikipedia editors for is that in my profile, they say, Tim Pool rejects left and right politics and divides people among those who are initiated, uninitiated, or discerning what that means is there are people who have read the news and understand, and there are people who have not. That's really it. If you've read the news, then you know the arguments from the left on gun control make no sense. If you've read the news, you'd know that Joe Biden uh, initiated tons of policies that negatively impact gas prices. If you read the news, you would know that Joe Biden interfered in US policy in Ukraine to get a prosecutor fired. That prosecutor was investigating an energy company, the CEO of that company, where Joe Biden's son was on the board. That is not a moral statement. That is a fact statement. I am not saying Joe Biden did it for any particular reason. But if you read the news, you would know that. If you read the news, you would know that Ukraine interfered in the 2016 election to sabotage Trump. That's political reporting. If you read the news, you would also know that Politico then wrote a few years later that no, actually, that never happened. They haven't retracted either article, so I can't tell you which one's the real one. Although considering a court has ruled as such, I'd argue that the second article saying it was Russian disinformation is fake news. But those who don't read the news, who just get their, their information from pundits on the left, it's sophistry. They have no idea what's going on, and thus they're angry. They don't understand why you won't just do as you're told. I ain't playing those games. Quote, take away our guns and you'll learn why the Second Amendment was written in the first place. Republican Florida state rep threatens Biden after his speech in the Texas tragedy and calls him an embarrassment. Yeah, I certainly think that's the direction we're going. Stop using guns to abort young lives. Whoopi Goldberg wants to deputize citizens to rat out neighbors with too many firearms. I'm going to just point out two things. One, Daily Wire. This is not fair. This headline. Whoopi Goldberg was exaggerating. She was being hyperbolic. She said, if you want to have people file lawsuits against those who get abortions in Texas, then why shouldn't we want people to rat out their neighbors with too many guns? She wasn't literally calling for it. She was trying to make a point that she thinks the abortion law goes too far, not that gun laws don't go go far enough. But I suppose you can argue her intent. I think it's fair to say she was being hyperbolic. So maybe we'll be eaten alive by this. The Daily Wire, nobody's perfect, right? I like the Daily Wire crew. This article, I think, is unfair. I don't think she wants to do that. I think the fair headline would be, Whoopi makes point arguing in favor of something like that. But even then, it's an analysis. you know. So if you said, Whoopi Goldberg says, that'd be fine. Saying she wants it, you're reading a little bit too much, I suppose. But maybe it's true. I can't read her mind. Maybe it's true. But if only it's maybe it's true, then I don't know how you write a news article based on that. We may be facing something entirely different anyway. George Soros, of all people, says Russia's war with Ukraine may be the beginning of a third world war and civilization may not survive. (sighs) All right. Well, my friends, truly dark days indeed. Maybe this is uh, what we're, we're destined to have. Maybe there's going to be conflict and crisis no matter what we do. It's funny. Strassout generational theory predicts that around every 80 years or so, there's a great conflict. We had uh, the revolution. War for independence, it was. 80 years later, we had the Civil War. 80 years later, we had World War II. It is now 80 years later. So we had international conflict, internal conflict, international conflict. Does that mean we're going to have an internal conflict now? Why not both? Maybe this is the point where it bubbles over. And we get a double whammy. The U.S. breaks up into some kind of civil conflict. China takes advantage. Remnants of the U.S. are struggling to deal with China and Russia. War breaks out. The fractured United States can't survive. Or maybe war with China breaks out. And that forces the U.S. into some kind of tacit mutual agreement. I don't know for sure. And I don't think so. I think what would happen... Is that whatever side Republicans took, Democrats would take the opposite. Donald Trump would come out and be like, What China is doing is wrong. We must intervene to protect Taiwan. And then also the left would be like, No. I think what's really likely to happen is that the left would be demanding intervention. The right would be saying no intervention. And then they would just fight each other on it. You know, I thought, uh, as many did, that COVID might uni- unite people. It didn't, it, everyone was just divided. And it was funny, too, because like the mask thing was the funniest thing ever. Democrats in the beginning were like, don't wear masks. And Republicans were like, wear masks. And then at some point, they flipped. And a lot of Republicans say it's not about wearing a mask. It's about being forced to. It's like, I, I, I can understand that. But there were many Republicans who were like, I'm not going to wear one. Because they're forcing you to do it. Wear one if you want to, if you get sick on I guess. But then the funny thing is the, the right comes out and they're, and they're screaming, masks don't work. And I'm like, oh, that's tribalism, yo. You might say that masks aren't effective enough, in your opinion. Fine. You may say the efficacy of masks and mask mandates did not substantially have an impact of the greater quarantine, whatever. You can make arguments all all day and night, but masks literally stop you from spitting on people. I mean, that's just, it's just, it does. Is it going to give you the results you expect in a room full of crowded people? Maybe not. I don't know. But it's just funny that people were like, yeah, they don't work anyway. And I'm like, listen. You can argue it's not effective enough, and you can argue against the mandates, but come on. Let's not be tribalist. Just because the left says mass doesn't mean you have to be opposed to them. Just because they're trying to mandate it doesn't mean you need to say they don't work. But look, the right's not perfect either. Tribalism exists. In my experience, though, I think because the right needs as many allies as it can get, and so do the post-liberals and, you know, the libertarians, we are looking at a horde. A large group of different people with differing views that have united against a common wokeness. The cult, the establishment. And for that reason, people who disagree with each other are agreeing on bigger plays, like voting Republican, even if Republicans don't do anything. All in all, my friends, it's going to be a red great flood. Perhaps. Perhaps I'll be wrong. At any rate... The lefties will take certain clips from any one of my videos out of context to make it seem like I'm making definitive statements when I'm making hypothetical statements, and so be it. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up tonight at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcast. Thanks for hanging out, and I will see you all then. Yesterday, there was another major tragedy at another grade school. It's not the first time this has happened, and it's horrifying. Nineteen children lost their lives. Two adults Because a crazy person decided that he was going to take the lives of these children. And that's really it. A crazy person committed a very serious crime against children. I don't know how you stop these things. There are many solutions. There are many questions. There are many proposed solutions. It's hard to know exactly which is going to work. On the left, you have calls for gun control. Joe Biden came out making uh, outright absurd statements. And then on the right, you have people actually saying, loosen the gun laws, give teachers guns. I don't think there's an answer that anyone's going to be happy with. And I especially think that with 3D printed guns, any argument about gun control is already out the window. That's what I want to talk to you about today. Joe Biden's response to this and why I think it's pointless, why I think the cat is out of the bag. For everybody who wants to talk about gun control, we can have our moral and philosophical arguments. We can have our arguments about rights. I tweeted just a moment ago, people breaking the law is no excuse for stripping law-abiding citizens of their rights. Now, you can make every argument in the world about how we need to have background checks or we need to restrict certain types of weapons. It will mean nothing in the long run. Because 3D printed guns exist. And, and, and further, people could always make weapons at home. Now, I suppose the argument is that it's too easy to go to a gun store and purchase a weapon. But they have background checks at gun stores. So right now, as we're seeing all of these people come out and they're saying we need gun control, we need universal background checks. Yo, we already have background checks. It's called NICS. What is it, the, the, the national, it's a criminal check system or something like that. When you go to a gun store, try to buy a weapon, you have to fill out a form. They run a check on you. For new gun buyers, surprise, surprise. These, you know, let's go back to the pandemic and the riots. When liberals were trying to buy guns and they were shocked at how difficult it was. My friends, you can't just walk in and say, one gun, please, and have them hand it to you. Now, if you're a resident of certain states with constitutional carry, it's a bit easier good you see the issue right now is very simply put 3d printed guns yeah the cat's out of the bag your arguments make no sense so let's read let's do this let's take a look at what joe biden had to say about what happened in texas and 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 of course you know anybody who's trying to uh, uh, look everybody thinks this is bad the left wants to come out and attack uh uh conservatives on guns and everything and it's like you where, where are you coming from you know you you look there's, there's a trend right now on Twitter that says, it's like pro-life, yeah, right, or something like that, or, or pro-life my ass, or something like that. Dude, conservatives don't want kids being killed. That is a pathetic straw man argument that does nothing. And I fully recognize Democrats don't want children killed either. The problem is, when you have Democrats making these two arguments, one, gun, gun control will stop this. It won't. And the second is, we should take away the rights of law-abiding citizens because sometimes people break the law. No, you can't. I don't want lunatics to have these weapons. Give me a real solution. Right now, what they're proposing, it's like Steve Kerr, whatever, like, we got to pass H.R. 8, federal background checks. We already got background checks at gun stores. You're talking about Cletus and Billy Joe up in the mountains of West Virginia. That's where you want to, you want a background check? That's not the issue. Furthermore, When it comes to these these incidents, most shootings or homicides are committed by handguns. Most deaths are suicides. Like, yeah, issues exist, but the Democrats are not actually addressing the problem. And that is the most frustrating thing to me. Look, at, and I'll break it down for you. Seriously, Joe Biden addresses Texas school massacre. When in God's name are we going to stand up to the gun lobby? Gun lobby? It's people. It's people like me, Joe. It's not the lobby. This I cannot stand. If you know someone who's a Democrat, please tell them this. It is not a lobby that is making this happen. You have regular Americans, liberal and conservative. There are pro-gun liberals who vote Democrat as well. I think the majority of this country is is in favor of, of gun rights. Now, they come out and they say, but common sense gun reform. Well, it ain't coming from them. It's not coming from Joe Biden. If you want to come to me and have a conversation, you better be able to tell me the basics of what a weapon is, because when CNN talks about fully semi-automatic or when they try to ban semi-automatic weapons, which means one trigger pull, one bullet, because they think semi-auto means full auto. Not only that, full auto if, if if somebody was trying to commit a crime and they were dumb and they just sprayed, they'd run out of bullets in seconds, and it'd be over. You these people do not understand. They do, they do not understand what they're advocating for. And it will only make the problems worse when you have an emotional reaction to something like this. A somber and angry Joe Biden mourned the loss of life in the Texas elementary school massacre while angrily calling out the gun lobby and manufacturer saying that it was time to act. As a nation, we have to ask, when in God's name are we going to stand up to the gun lobby? When in God's name do we do what we all know in our gut needs to be done? And what is that, Joe Biden? Address 3D printed guns. Address police shootings. I just saw a video where a guy gets pulled over. And the cop says, show me your hands. And before the guy can move, he gets shot. I saw a video, you remember this one, where a cop pulls over a guy. And these are black men, by the way. And the cop says, uh, you know, step out of the vehicle. And then he says, show me your ID. And the, and the guy says, okay. Turns to his car and the cop shoots him. I'm not saying all cops are bad. I'm saying you think the solution to these problems is to give the government weapons and allow only them to have them? Sorry. that's That's fascism. Right, isn't it? Isn't it? No? Okay, sure, whatever. Biden didn't specifically outline steps the White House plans to take, but signal to focus on assault weapons. What is that? You see, this is what they do. They come out, they offer no solutions. And then all of these angry Democrat people scream and lose their minds, and they have no idea how to actually solve this problem. He said, if an 18-year-old can walk into a gun store and buy two assault weapons, it's just wrong. What in God's name do you need an assault weapon for except to kill someone? Deer aren't running through the forest with Kevlar vests on. For God's sake, it's just sick. Joe Biden is so dumb that he thinks. I'm sorry. Look, I know I want Democrats to watch this. Kevlar does not stop rifle rounds. This is one of the most frustrating things. I am not. I am. I am not an expert on guns. I did not grow up with guns, did not. I've been to foreign countries in civil conflict, and I've had to go through security training about what kind of vests we need to wear. So when we're in the U.S., in, say, a dangerous neighborhood in the Midwest, Chicago, for instance, you wear, you know, like level three armor or three A or whatever. You want to stop 45, 22, nine millimeter, etc. Kevlar can do that. Who is trying to shoot a deer with handgun rounds or with a carbine, with a, a carbine, however you pronounce it? See, I'm not, a gun, I'm, not even, I'm not even a gun expert. No one is taking like an, an, an AR chambered in nine millimeter, shoot at deer. Deer wearing Kevlar. Kevlar would not do anything. I mean, look, you might use 450 Bushmaster. In fact, I own some. I have an AR style rifle chambered in Bushmaster, 450. And these are larger rounds you can't hold that many of, and they are going to shred a deer. Why would a deer be wearing Kevlar? It's a stupid stupid point that makes no sense. It makes makes none whatsoever. If you're going to be using any kind of deer hunting round, it's going to shred that Kevlar. Just watch these videos. Just please do me the favor. There was a guy, I watched one video, it was fantastic. He says, how many Kevlar vests do you need to stop a 762 rifle round. And I think it was seven. Deer aren't running through the forest with Kevlar vests on. Assault weapon. Let's address assault weapon. That doesn't mean anything. It's meaningless completely. Anybody who tries to hunt a deer with like a I don't even think you'd use 556. Five, okay. So let's let's, for those that aren't familiar, typically when you hear about an AR-15, it uses the it is chambered in the round 556 five, 556 five, and 223 are are interchangeable for the most part i, I believe 556 five, has higher chamber pressure again not a gun expert gun gun experts comment below correct the record i don't i'm pretty sure you're, you're not going to be using it to hunt deer because if you hurt the dealer or scare it you get the adrenaline rush that's this is what i'm told and furthermore when joe biden says stuff like what do you need that many rounds for if you need 10 rounds to hunt a deer then you're terrible at hunting yeah, uh, you know, so I think a lot of people would use like a bolt action, 450, and, and these, they hold like three, technically four. You get one in the chamber, you get three in the magazine because, right, you hit the deer once, you're done, right? So so uh, what I have there, and uh, I'm, not, I'm not going deer hunting anytime soon, but I might, you know, maybe, maybe someone wants to go out hunting and we'll go hunting. But uh, uh, it's polymer tip, so it expands and uh, ends the deer quickly. He says, what do you need an assault weapon for except to kill someone? There it is, Joe. That's it. Yes. People. Because sometimes people are dangerous. Sometimes people are scary, like this guy. So let's, let's, let's entertain their worldview. We ban guns. Let's just say we ban them all. All, every single one. Homeboy buys a 3D printer. Prints the parts that he needs. There's been tremendous advancements in 3D printed technology. Maybe he's got a, a a milling machine at home or something. You only need some metal parts. And now all of a sudden, there's a guy walking around with guns. And we're like, how did he get them? How did he, how did he do it? Because you can. Because illegal guns exist. Gun laws aren't going to change this. It's absolutely insane that Joe Biden says this stupid garbage nonsense. Biden's bizarre deer and Kevlar statement has internet shaking its head in disbelief. He keeps saying it. FastGrowingTrees.com, code pool. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. The deer would not need Kevlar Joe. The deer would need ceramic plate. And even then, I don't know how many plates you can get around a deer. That's nonsense. Let's address some of the comments made by these uh, liberal types. This is a so just pulling up the more prominent tweets that are going viral. Let's address them. Darnell Roberts, he is uh, not a very not a particularly prominent account, but he did get 130 retweets. So this one was uh, put before me. He said, "The Joe Biden deer and Kevlar vest statement wasn't a joke. He didn't deliver it like a joke. It's actually an excellent point. Nobody in the world needs to own an assault weapon. Nobody, not one person. It serves one purpose: kill people. People do need to own weapons." Assault weapon doesn't mean anything, so I have no idea what you're talking about when you say that. Are you talking about a pistol grip on a Ruger 1022 or something? Because apparently that makes it assault weapon. I don't know. Neither do you. Is not an excellent point that Joe Biden brought up deer wearing Kevlar vests, because any rifle used to hunt deer is going to penetrate that Kevlar vest. That's stupid. Not a good point at all. Here's Jesse Case, verified with 8,224 retweets. Using a document from 1789 to ban abortion because it isn't mentioned, but allow semi-automatic rifles in Kevlar is such next next level effery that the brain starts to black out. Non sequitur. I have no idea what point you're trying to make. Me personally, I'm pro-choice and pro-gun, so I have no idea what you're, you're what you're saying. Ser- seriously, I what's your point? More nonsense. Here we go. Here's another one. Melvin White. 154 retweets. Again, I'm not sure how prominent these individuals are, but they're getting a lot of they're getting a lot of uh, retweets. My daughter is supposed to start school in August. I just had a conversation with my wife about purchasing a Kevlar backpack. F the GOP and any other POS who thinks your rights should not be infringed, even if it means elementary school children die. F you. Kevlar does not stop rifle rounds. I'll say it again for those in the back. A Kevlar vest will not protect you from rifle rounds. In fact, even if you get ceramic plates, I think they can withstand one, one. So when you come out and scream about AR-15s, then come out and scream about buying Kevlar, you are doing nothing to address the actual issue. And it only shows that these people have no idea what they're talking about. Second, homeschool your kids. For a variety of reasons, everyone should be homeschooling their kids. But I just want to address this. He says, your rights should not be infringed, even if it means elementary school children will die. No amount of children dying should justify someone having their rights take, taken away. That's just it. You do not get to strip someone of their human rights because of harm to children. Do you want to, you want to have a conversation about trans kids? And the harm that will befall them by them being sterilized, by puberty blockers, by them um, being, being castrated, or by girls getting top surgery. You want to talk about their, their uh, rights or infringements or what's happening to these kids? Do you want to strip someone's rights? Let's have that conversation. No, I don't think you're ready to have that conversation. I don't want kids to die. Quite the opposite. I want kids to live full, normal, and healthy lives to become adults because that's the important thing. But bad things from bad people does not give you the right to take away the rights of good people who have done nothing wrong, period. That's it. You're you're saying because sometimes there are bad people, no one should be allowed to do something. Sorry, it doesn't work that way. It does not. F you. If you want to take away other people's rights, let's have that conversation. We can talk about where your rights in the Constitution end. Is that what you want to do? We want to figure out which groups of people are, cert- are not allowed to have certain rights. You don't want to play that game. You really, really don't. Here we go. Stuart Henderson. He's quoting everyone's favorite Aaron Rupar. Ted Cruz pro- pro- proposes armed cops in elementary schools to deter school shootings. Perhaps. Perhaps there should be a single point of entry. Um, two, two points of entry with guards. Perhaps most schools don't deal with this and that school shootings are exceedingly rare. Out of the, what, hundreds hundreds of thousands of schools in the country, how, how often does this happen? I think people need to realize that arming every teacher or putting a security guard in every school is a waste of time, energy, and money because sometimes bad things happen. And how do you solve for this? Maybe you can't because some people are just crazy. Stuart Henderson says, why not just mandate Kevlar vests on all the children? I mean, if you're so determined to ensure every mass murder has a, sooth- a smooth path to gun ownership. How will you stop a mass murder from getting an illegal gun off the streets of Chicago? Your gun law is not doing it now. Democrats, please. Chicago already has laws on this. It's not doing anything. When you come out and you vomit nonsense. You're not solving the problem I would like to see solved as well. Let's say it again for those in the back. Kevlar vests on children. Kevlar will not stop a rifle round. But they have no idea what they're talking about. Ladies and gentlemen, I introduced to you, introduced to you for those that aren't familiar, what you would need to buy for your children if you really wanted them to have vests. It's called Fras, Flexible Rifle Armor System. In fact, it's concealable. Wonderful. A series of ceramic plates that can protect you from 223, 556, and 762 by 39. Well, it's an a, I believe it's an AK round. I could, I could be wrong. Flexible rifle armor panels provide full front, rear and side coverage, while still being lighter than most traditional rifle plates, guaranteed to be the most comfortable rifle protection you have ever worn or your money back. Now this can protect you against a couple 5,56. Five, it's not Kevlar. It's ceramic plates. Now, the, the frass stuff's actually brilliant technology. It is a series of hexagonal ceramic plates. The issue with ceramic armor, these big plates you carry, because I've, I've had to wear this before when I was in Thailand. You have these big plates to protect your vital organs. They're thick, they're heavy, and they can withstand a single round before shattering. Maybe more if you're lucky, depending on how it works out. The frass, the, the, the frass stuff... My understanding is it can withstand uh, multiple hits because of the different uh, uh, ceramic pan- uh, plates, di- discs that are in it. But uh, hopefully this has been enlightening to all of you. This is Safe Life Defense, fle- a, f- a flexible rifle armor system. You want to talk about getting your kids armor, make sure you're doing it right because Kevlar ain't going to do anything if someone comes in with a rifle. Some people have said, what if we give teachers guns? Still, the question is, How often does this happen? Once is too many times, for real. But are we going to solve this problem by teachers walking around armed? Probably not. Because, I mean, maybe, but I don't know if every teacher having a gun solves the issue when when the issue is rare, exceedingly rare, but we hyper-focus on it. Maybe the answer is just security guards. That's really it. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you this, Parkland had security. What did that guy do? That guy ran away, didn't he? Is that what happened? What's the point? There's no real solutions. The problem is that sometimes crazy people do crazy things. No amount of stripping people's rights will solve anything. Which brings me to this. Here's the gun control bill Steve Kerr called on the Senate to pass. Because Steve Kerr doesn't have Google. HR8. Bipartisan Background Checks Act of 2019. It says to require a background check for every firearm sale. What does that mean? It actually says in the bottom, it cannot be construed to directly or indirectly create, establish, or authorize a national firearms registry or interfere with the authority of a state under Section 927, Title 18, to enact a law on the same subject matter as this act. Why mandate everybody go through a background check for every sale? Serious question, why? When you buy a weapon, you go through the NICS background check when you buy it from a store. Now, up in the hills of West Virginia, if a family member wants to sell a weapon to another family member, they don't need to. If you, if you sell a weapon to somebody and they are a criminal or would not pass a background check, you've committed a felony. That's why I always say, for most people, you want to go through an FFL anyway. Go there and spend the 50 bucks to do the transfer. It's worth it. Now, I certainly recognize why you can't sell a felon a weapon. Through due process, a person can lose their right to keep and bear arms. Okay, I get it. I believe at a certain point people should get their rights back, and I've heard stories people actually do, but you can't. So if you say you want to sell the weapon privately, and you don't realize you're selling it to somebody who's mentally ill on drugs or a felon, that's your fault. You are in trouble. Yes, and you should be. Now, how do you check for that stuff? Maybe you spend 50 bucks to go to, a, to an FFL and get it done properly. And then you're making sure you're not selling to a drug addict or something like that. However, if you're selling to a family member, there's still some risk. I mean, you might not know if your family member is doing drugs or something. But if you're selling to a family member, why should Cletus up in rural West Virginia have to go all the way to the city because he wants to hand a weapon to his brother, Billy Joe, Because they got a bear problem or or a critter problem. You see, that's the issue. We're not dealing with Cletus, the slack-jawed yokel, leaving the mountains after buying a gun from his uncle to go to a school. That's not what's happening. People are legally acquiring these guns. The only solution Democrats could ever propose is that we ban guns outright, which you can't do. Banning guns outright wouldn't even stop illegal weapons. It would certainly make it harder. So ultimately, there is no real solution. I should say the only end result Democrats would move towards is banning all guns. It ain't going to happen. It's not possible. You're not going to be able to stop 3D printed guns. There are 3D printed guns. One of the originals, it was called the Liberator. And they've, they've well advanced beyond this now. There are 3D printed guns that are entirely made of um, 3D printed materials, not, not even metal. I think just the firing pin, which is like a thumbtack. You can't do anything about it. You cannot do anything about it. Pass all the laws you want. People who want to commit crimes will be able to do so. You want to ban guns? You want background checks? Fine. Then people are law-abiding citizens won't have them. Government will. And criminals will. You know, I hear from Democrats all the time. They say, no one's trying to take your guns away. We're just trying to get rid of assault weapons, blah, blah, blah. In each different state, that wants to ban them. But assault weapon means something different. I'm pretty sure at one point a Glock 17 was classified as an assault weapon. Because it had more than 10 rounds in the magazine. Yeah, 17. And it's meaningless. They're arbitrary words. Democrats have no idea what they're talking about. They're reacting emotionally. And they won't ever solve this problem. Period. That's it. You want to debate me? Fine. There's better people to debate. Colin Noir, for instance. He's going to be a, a lawyer. I believe he's a lawyer too, right? You're not, you're not going to win a debate. David Hogg tweeted, he would love to sit down with his opponents and have a real conversation. I invited him several times to please come on the show. I tweeted at him. He doesn't have to come on the show. So he didn't respond. But he did a show with Matt Walsh, who is an establishment shill. Yeah, we're not going to have a real conversation on legitimate issues, so long as the people who are leading the charge are sophists who don't want real conversations around around gun issues. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I will see you all then. Top Texas Republicans resist gun control and push for more armed teachers and police at schools in wake of Uvalde shooting. As President Joe Biden vowed to enact stricter gun laws following the Uvalde shooting, top Texas Republicans work to create distance between the shooting and potential gun restrictions. This is the news cycle. Gun control. Because of a tragedy, because children lost their lives, and it's awful. It really is. But how much can be said for this? Right now, Twitter is inundated with performative outrage from people who will soon forget about this moment and do nothing. There was a viral tweet where someone said, after all of this, after every shooting we've seen, how can we sit by and allow these weapons? I think it was uh, Josie or someone on Twitter said, how do you still own a gun after Sandy Hook? These people are lying. They are full of it. They are doing nothing to actually address the issue. I'll tell you what's happening. On Monday, news was slow. It really was. I mean, there have been some big stories. We've talked about them. There was the court ruling the other day on insurrection or whatever. And of course, this school shooting is a very big story. Children were killed. 21 people lost their lives. It's, it's, it's horrible. But this was, uh, let me just say, the politicos and the vultures of corporate press probably dropped to their knees and prayed for something like this. I was looking at the uh, various news outlets and doing research, and it was dry this week. I mean, it really was. Uh, viewership was down on, 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 on some issues. People were kind of just like, there's no real news. It's a slow week. These things happen. And then you get a major tragedy. Now, all of a sudden, every single story is about the shooting. This doesn't happen on other uh, uh, other days. I mean, there was with Waukesha, we got a cycle around it and disappears fairly quickly. Some people would assert some political reasons for that. But of course, Democrats know that this can help pull them out of their funk. So it's 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 horrifyingly convenient for those who need a wedge issue. This is why I say these people are truly detestable. Democrats don't want to solve the problem. They need the problem. They need to rally around something to claim you must vote for them. But when they come out and they say, we need gun control now, where were they several years ago? Where are they after every single major shooting? They just say, oh, but the Republicans. Then they come out with their performative outrage saying, do something. But there may be nothing to be done. Now, bravo to top Texas Republicans resisting gun control and pushing for uh, armed teachers. And police but I suppose that it's not going to change anything there were police there they just didn't go in I think the issue is cultural my understanding is that this dude um committed a crime uh, first attacked his grandmother took her life police found out pursued him to a school I could be wrong but this this, this is the reporting that I saw and then he locked himself inside the school and the police then backed off and created a perimeter, which is insane. I suppose the idea was they didn't think this guy would go nuts and just go off on these kids or whatever. But what do you do? Apparently, this, uh, this, this guy, this, this insane person, legally acquired the weapons. How would background checks have changed anything? Why are we even talking about it? This is another problem I have with modern culture wars. Here we are reacting to the outperformative outrage from these people on the left who are saying things like do something, blah, blah, blah. Now, look, I get it. A lot of them are really upset about, you know, these tragedies. I genuinely believe they're upset. My question is, why don't they do any research on firearms? Why don't they do any research on laws? Why do they just blindly come out and say garbage nonsense? Perhaps in this instance, the solution is much simpler. Most people are just not that bright. Now, there may be some thought leaders who have actually done their research into firearms. Perhaps the, uh, what is it, Uh, reality has a conservative bias, as it were. How's that one for you, Stephen Colbert? Perhaps it is moderates, libertarians, post-liberals, conservatives, republicans, whatever, who have done a bit more research to try and understand how to solve these problems, and the threat we face comes from those who lack the cognitive abilities to actually understand what they're talking about. Joe Biden apparently out there hunting deer with handguns. Now, I get it. You know, some people are like, well, they do that some places. I'm like, what, with a desert eagle? I guess, ambush attack, you want to make sure... Come on. Some people mention that... um, Straight wall casings only allowed in some states. Yeah, New Jersey, that's the case, I'm pretty sure. In which case you can get a, uh, uh, as I mentioned previously, the 450 Bushmaster, which is a you know, straight wall, no neck or whatever they call it. I'm not a gun expert. I just think, you know, I, I'll tell you what frustrates me is that I want to talk about real issues, not fake performative ones. But this is the news cycle. And so as I'm going through these stories and I pull up a whole bunch, granted it is a slow news week, I'm sitting here thinking like, The most pressing story in the argument is on gun control and gun rights, but we're going to be talking in circles once again. Many of these people on the left are going to say mindless, empty platitudes. Do something. Do what? Do what? Why are you wasting my time? Tell me what you want to do and why it makes sense. They can't. They say, oh, background checks. We already have those. Okay, well, ban assault weapons. What's an assault weapon? You don't know? I didn't think so. Please stop wasting my time. This is why I see the story about Texas, and I'm like, good, good for them. Don't fall into this. I don't know if teachers, armed teachers, makes any sense. I think sometimes tragedies happen, and then you get, for political reasons, people just piling on, screaming, do something. Okay, let's read some of this from Twitter, because apparently the news cycle we have now, here's The Onion. The satirical media outlet The Onion shares a series of articles titled No Way to Prevent This as Only Nation Where This Regularly Happens. I love how stupid the, 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 the joke behind that is. I get it. You know, it's funny. Whatever. But the premise of the joke is that maybe if we did something different, something that other countries did, we could prevent this. That's such childish garbage. We are a different country with more or less people, typically more people than most of these other nations. Not not all of them. I mean, China, fine, weld people into their homes. Is that your solution to the problem? What's the argument from The Onion? They're saying that uh, we should uh, have more gun control or whatever. We have a different culture in this country. And there was one, one thing I was reading was interesting. Um, that people were talking about Michael Moore. Michael Moore said in Bowling from Columbine, apparently... That the U.S. and Canada have comparable gun ownership rates. Or that in Canada, a lot of, a lot of guns. They have, stri- they have different laws, I think. But people do have guns in Canada. And they said it must be a cultural thing in the United States. I certainly think so. I, I think it is a cultural issue. And I don't think enacting laws will change that because culture can't be changed by law. Well, here are some of these tweets. And then I want to talk to you about... Well, let me just say gun control is losing... So for everybody who's sick and tired of this narrative, who's sick and tired of the do something crowd, okay, something's being done. Gun rights are winning. We got this from the Daily Beast. They're fake news, by the way. I just keep hearing that, you know, Biden has the power. She's a political pawn. So if they're holding her because they want you to do something, they want you to do it. I just want to point out that has nothing to do with gun control. The top post on the do something trend with half a million tweets is about Brittany Griner in Russia. But let's read. uh, Here we go. Ethan Klein, I can't deal with these shootings anymore. Fourteen kids dead. This is all of our responsibility at this point. No more inaction. We must do something now. All right. I'm completely open, brother. You tell me what you think we can do and explain why you think we can. Oh, there's nothing else here. Ethan did not elaborate. Well, I don't want to make assumptions. Let's pop over to his Twitter and see if he's anything else beyond do something. Um. Okay, he posted, uh, he posted Steve Kerr saying, you know, giving his speech, Steve Kerr on today's tra- tragic shooting, he wants background checks, HR eight. Okay, we have background checks. Apparently this dude passed a background check. All right. So I, I, I don't know, Ethan, if you have any other ideas, this dude passed a background check, so I don't know how this would address that issue. Every gun I've bought has been through a background check. So I'm not entirely sure what you're hoping to accomplish. I mean, I mean that legitimately. Ethan Klein says, this is the company that sold the shooter an AR-15 a week before the shooting all online. Absolutely vile. Okay, well, you know, I don't know. Here we go. Um, Why do conservatives think that gun reform means banning all guns? I own a gun. It means implementing common sense reform like tightened background checks and limiting the sale of deadly rifles, high volume volume ammunition clips, dangerous gun modifications, etc., he says another tweet. Guys, do not take the bait on this. Was the shooter an illegal red herring? The problem is gun reform and health care, not immigration. Do not engage. Stay focused. Uh, I, I, yeah, I see people talking about illegal immigration and trans stuff and I'm like totally not relevant. I agree with Ethan 100 uh, percent. We should be talking about guns. We should be talking about crime. You know, this is a criminal act. So why do conservatives think that gun reform means banning all guns? Well, I'm not a conservative, though, from Ethan's perspective, I must be, though I'm more of a centrist libertarian type. But I can answer that for you, my friend. Conservatives think that gun reform means banning all guns because right now, trending on Twitter, are people saying ban assault weapons? Are people like Joe Biden saying ban assault weapons? But the issue is, and I really genuinely hope you hear me on this one, uh, Ethan, assault weapon doesn't mean anything. There is no clear definition at the federal level or state by state as to what an assault weapon really is. If you take a look at a Ruger 1022, this is a 22 uh, a long rifle ammunition. Uh, very handy, very uh, relatively low power, but very, very dangerous. 22 uh, is very dangerous. It bounces around on, on a person's insides. So um, these things can have like, I think, I think I might have like 30 to 60 round magazines for this or something. I, 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 maybe not, but I, th- I think there are like... Drums for for the I mean, they have small drums for them that come with it stock. OK, um, the reason conservatives think that gun reform means banning all guns is because if you put a pistol grip on this, it's all of a sudden an assault rifle. If, if, if you put a foregrip or you, you put it, you make it in all black, the same gun becomes banned. Why do we think gun reform means banning all guns? Because there have been people like Beto O'Rourke saying, heck, yeah, we're coming for your guns. So while you might not be saying that. That's where we're headed. Let me let me go through more of your, your points. Common sense reform like tightening background checks. OK, good, sir. There already is a federal background check from all FFLs. So you have to pass one. Are you referring to like selling to private friends and family and things like that? OK, well, that I get. But as I mentioned in my previous segment, I suppose the issue is it already is a crime to sell a weapon to somebody who doesn't fit the criteria. So I suppose if we mandated background checks across the board, created protections that this would not result in any kind of registry or anything like that, you'd still have illegal gun sales, which is the challenge. If someone in Chicago can sell a gun illegally, I don't know what this law passing this law does. Does it make you feel better, I guess? I mean, I mean this sincerely. I mean, I don't know if it'll do anything. In fact, there already are background checks, which means someone who's crazy can walk in and just get one. What's the sale of a deadly rifle? All rifles are deadly. What do you mean? High volume ammunition clips. Give me a number. I am saying this genuinely. Give me a number. What's a dangerous gun modification? Guns are dangerous. What is a dangerous gun modification? Do you mean like a bump stock or something? Bump stocks, in my opinion, I think, would actually decrease the danger because if someone fires full auto, they run out of ammo very quickly. When they're calculated in doing single shot, that's a bigger risk. So I don't know what you're actually asking for. I mean that literally. Ethan says, we will never move. And, and look, I'm not meaning to single out Ethan. It was just, this is when you search for do something, he's the one who came up. So I'm going to go through his arguments. He says, we will never move conservatives on the issue. Dead children didn't move them with Sandy Hook and it won't now. It's time to become a single issue voter. Anyone that takes money from the NRA is out. Anyone that doesn't support gun reform is out. Ethan. Leftists are pro-gun, okay? We, 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 we feel remorse. We feel shame. We feel guilt. We feel anger over children losing their lives. Every single person does. The issue is, I don't know how any, a- any kind of reform proposed so far would change anything. In Chicago, people illegally acquire guns. In many instances where there's criminal shootings, the guns were legally purchased, so perhaps this is why many conservatives believe the end result will be outright just banning guns. But I'd like, to, I'd like to say this for you, Ethan. Karl Marx, under no pretext should arms and ammunition be surrendered. Any attempt to disarm the workers must be frustrated by force if necessary. This is why I don't believe you are genuine. And again, I'm not trying to single out Ethan. I didn't plan on talking about him. But when you pull up the do something trend, he is the top post on this issue. And he's making typical liberal points. Karl Marx, I agree with him. In fact, I dare say, I actually agree with Marx on more than that. And I've talked about this on numerous occasions. Karl Marx believes that in critical theory, we have the oppressed versus the oppressor, the bourgeoisie and the proletariat. I do not completely disagree. I believe class issues are real. I have typically been on the left economically. Now, I think Marx has a lot of really bad ideas. I think that he's generally not a good person. But I do believe that there is, to a certain degree, class-based issues in this country where, in the United States, perhaps why Marx doesn't pan out really well is because we're we're a meritocratic system, much different from what Europe was at the time when he was thinking these things. So for us in the United States, his ideas don't quite make sense. And ultimately, his ideas lead to death, destruction, famine, and hardship. Which is ultimately why we're like, okay, maybe, maybe we don't want to go full Marx. But I personally believe we have class-based issues. They're not solved by the things that Karl Marx proposed, but I can certainly recognize there's an issue. The US was a meritocratic system, and it still is to a certain degree. But it's increasingly becoming a caste system where people who are very wealthy just have kids who stay wealthy, your boy rich, stay rich. And then these these people grow up and they don't want anyone interfering. You end up with legacy families. It is a problem. Power, it's, people just keep, they don't, they don't want to lose it. They don't want to give it up. They give it to their kids, their kids give it to their kids, and then eventually you have a caste system because people without power struggle to, to develop it, and power attracts power. But I agree with Karl Marx on 100% of the gun thing. <clears throat> don't give up your guns. Ethan, I'd like you to take a look at this. Constitutional carry in the United States. 25 states have constitutional carry, and 11 states have permitless open carry. Permitless, permitless open carry means if you legally have the weapon, you can walk around with it displayed. That's Virginia. That's West Virginia. That's Texas. I mean, I mean I'm talking about the, all of these states. You have 36 states where you can get a gun, walk around with it without a permit. I just want to mention to everyone, gun control is losing period. That's it. It's really uh, this this map right here is one of the most amazing. From 1986, you had no issue for permits. And watch as time goes on. More and more states become shall issue. Why? Because we have a Second Amendment. Eventually, you see the emergence of unrestricted. What is that? Is that Vermont? Or is that? Yeah, it looks like Vermont. Unrestricted. This is constitutional carry, mind you. By 2004, almost every state was shall issue, except for California. But now I'm pretty sure even California, as of today, let's see how it changes. Now all of these states are becoming, look at that, Illinois briefly was no issue and then changed back. Everything's becoming constitutional carry. And by 2021, 2022, we have 25 states that are constitutional carry. So California never did actually um, leave, for uh, uh, go to shall issue, just remained may issue. So I just want to say that, too, for all of the pandering, all of the manipulation, all of the arguments that don't actually address the issues you are losing. So um, I, I will I will say this to to Ethan, his tweets addressing the issue are actually some of the most respectable I have seen when it comes to doing saying do do something. Some people are just saying, look at this guy, David Weisman. get your effing head out of your A or whatever. Oh, OK, dude. So actually, I'm pretty happy to see that Ethan Klein's com- uh, tweets are on top. He's just saying, we're not going to move conservatives. Here's what we need. Okay. Hey, I respect that. I really do. He's just saying his thoughts and his opinions. He does, he's, thinks he's at odds with conservatives, and I can, I can appreciate that. And uh, um, seriously, you know, that, that's good. I just think his arguments aren't, are, aren't reaching anyone. I'm not a conservative on on guns. I'm a libertarian on guns. I am not a conservative on uh, cultural or economic issues. I am a centrist, slightly leaning to the left. I am not in the left sphere of influence tribe, mind you, because I'm center libertarian. not a big fan of the libertarian party, except for some of the Mises caucus guys. But even when you come and you make respectable points, Points that aren't just spitting on people or cussing, I appreciate it. But let me just address this. I ask you, what is a common sense gun reform? Tightening background checks. What do you mean by tightening them? Let's like, we'll have an actual conversation. Limiting the sale of deadly rifles. Which ones? AR-15 basically just means gun at this point. It means rifle. So I've got an AR-15 styled 9mm pistol. OK, this me it's, it's a pistol, but it's like an ar 15 It's like sim- same mechanics. I've got a, uh, as I mentioned before, a 450 Bushmaster. I'm not going to name every single one I have, but it's an AR-15 chambered in 450. Interestingly, I think the 5.56 magazines are the same size as the 450 ones. Hold a lot less, though. So what's a deadly rifle? I also have a KSG-25 dual mag tube shotgun pump action. This can hold 25 shotgun shells. This is not semi-auto. It's pump action, but if you've ever seen someone just go to, we go to the range. I got to tell you, I've got a lever action 357 Magnum. It's my favorite. That's like, you know, when I'm using that, it's just standard, you know, iron sights or, you know, whatever. Again, not a gun expert. I'm not going to pretend to be, but I, I never miss. I have a great time uh, at, at the range with, with that fella. I also have a, a 410 uh, break action shotgun. With uh, with 410 slugs, also never miss. Those are those are fun, really easy to use. Anyway, I digress. Um, if you've ever seen someone unload a KSG 25 with buckshot and slugs in it, you're going to be like, "That is a scary weapon." So, I've gone to the range. I've actually myself gotten to use a suppressed 5.56, fully decked out by this, this dude who's a pro. Actually, yeah, I'll just leave it that because I don't want to drag anybody into this. And it's, it's amazing. It really is, you know, the, the accuracy. And then I've taken a KSG-25. It's a shotgun pump action. It's got a pistol grip, and it can hold 25 shells. It's got a switch in the back, so you do, you, you've got one in the chamber. You fire, you pump, you do 12, you switch, you do the other 12. Watching that thing unload a mixture of slugs in one tube and buckshot in the other. And that is something else. Watching your AR-15-556 versus that thing, the shotgun's scarier. But often we hear from these people that shotguns are the ones you should be using. All right, man. High-volume ammunition clips. Let me just give you a correction, my friend. We don't use clips anymore, unless you're using an old school like M1A or whatever. We use magazines. I know everybody mixes them up. I've mixed it up in the past, so that's just, you know, passive correction, not meant to be a dig or anything. What is a high volume magazine? Standard, standard, and this is literally true. This is not an argument, literally true. Standard capacity is 30 rounds. When you buy a weapon, the standard capacity is 30 rounds. High capacity is what, 60 or 100 mag drum, or what do you mean? What we hear often from Democrats is 10. 10 is low capacity. It is. It's, 30 is standard. So what's high volume? <clears throat> Dangerous gun modifications. I don't know what you mean, dude. I would love to hear what you, what you mean on these issues. So let's hear those arguments. For the time being, nothing will happen. Schumer tells colleagues not to expect a gun control vote anytime soon. I say good. I say good to Karl Marx's quote. I say good to constitutional carry. Good. That's it. Good. For those who are saying do something, I ask you simply this. Do what? I genuinely mean it. I can can make every argument in the books and I can tell you exactly why you're not moving conservatives, because you're not actually arguing the points. When you say background checks, I say where and why. If you can't give me an answer, then you're not arguing anything. I can tell you this. I don't know how any of these policies actually would end up stopping this violence if someone can still legally buy a weapon. That's it. And as long as have a Second Amendment, they can. All guns are dangerous. They're supposed to be. You don't like shootings, neither do I. Your proposals are emotional and are not going to solve the problem. Anyway, look, I'll go back to the beginning. Uh, I just feel like this is a dominant news cycle. One, it is a shocking story for sure. It's also a political wedge issue, and it was a slow news week, so expect this to get piled on. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcast. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. Policy Genius is the country's leading online insurance marketplace. It saves you time and money so you can provide your family with a financial safety net starting today. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius helps you compare your options from top companies, and their team of licensed experts is on hand to help you talk through it. Talk to a team of award-winning agents who will walk you through the process step-by-step. Easily compare quotes from America's top insurers in just a few clicks to find your lowest price. Your work-life insurance policy may not offer enough protection for your family's needs. Even worse, it may not come with you if you leave your job. Policy Genius gives you unbiased advice from a licensed expert support team. They have no incentive to recommend one insurer over another, so you can trust their guidance. Thousands of five-star reviews on Google and Trustpilot from customers who found the best fit for their needs. Check life insurance off your to-do list in no time with Policy Genius. Head to PolicyGenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's PolicyGenius.com.